CBS exposed again. The media is fooled by a Colin Kaepernick joke. Como compares COVID-19 to 9-11 and is Gates hiding something about the vaccines? We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. We're going to get into everything going on in America today. Let's get into this. CBS caught using the Italy hospital footage again after they said they'll never do it again. Watch this. Days left until we run out of ventilators. Six days of people that if we don't get what we need, we'll die. 41 states and the District of Columbia now issuing stay-at-home orders. In Pennsylvania, cases are skyrocketing at the rate of 1,000 a day. Governor Tom Wolf is appealing to citizens to help. This is the footage from an Italy hospital. Now listen to what they say as they're showing it. In Pennsylvania, cases are skyrocketing. They're trying to play it off as Pennsylvania. This is the fear-mongering left. I, I, I wrongly said when talking about the New York City COVID-19 crisis, uh, I mean, they were talking about the New York City COVID-19 crisis uh, in my tweet, uh, but they were specifically talking about Pennsylvania as they were showing the clip. Why would the media need that to fearmonger? Why does the media need? Because what happens is this footage gets thrown into a B-roll bin. And whenever they need certain B-roll, they go into the bin, they take it out, and they put it over the narration. That's how, they're, um, that's how, they're, that's how they work this out. So that Italy fo- hospital footage was in their bin of usable footage. For hospital overflow. Why don't they have any footage of American hospital overflow? Why do they have to have a bin of something from over a month ago at an Italy hospital? Hospital in Italy. It just lends more weight and credence to the hospitals aren't overflowing. <laughs> it seems like the only places that are having any type of issue or any type of problem in this entire country are, in New- or are a couple hospitals in New York City, which I don't understand how they can even be overflowing because I don't, I don't think they are. When we have in, two cruise boats ready to not, – not cruise boats. When we have um, the U.S. Mercy or wh- whichever one it is, a giant Navy vessel – hospital ship to care for patients i don't understand how anything could be overflowing when you have a a, an empty hospital ship doesn't make sense to me so i hate to break it to you but i don't think our hospitals are overflowing at least the other 99 percent of them if anything the hospitals are probably overflowing before the crisis happened do you ever think about that maybe it's the faulty health care system but, I mean, in good news, if we want to talk about some good news, the, the new hospitalizations in New York City are on the decline. So it is possible that they're already getting through their peak week. It could be already over. Even though they were hyping it up, saying we don't have enough supplies, we don't have enough this, we don't have enough ventilators, we don't have enough room, we don't have enough that. And then the peak week goes by, <laughs> and they're like, oh, wait. <laughs> Look, we did such a good job. You know, like, even with social, this is what they say, even with social distancing, we don't have enough. The peak week goes through. Looks like we did such a good job. We we have more than enough. I mean, it, it's, they just keep moving the goalpost at this point. A fake parody account of SportsCenter. 
<clears throat> a parody sports center account falsely tweets Kaepernick signed with the Jets. It was a parody account. I'm going to go to the original tweet right here. Um, the tweet is just in New York Jets have signed a free agent QB Colin Kaepernick to a one year nine million dollar contract via Adam Schaefer. And it's the, the, the title of the Twitter account is Sports Center, but the at is super tough scene. And then underneath they put Colin Kaepernick in inductory press conference link. And they did a really good job with this and it brings them to Barry McDonald. Kakinor's uh, YouTube account. I guess, you know, like, hey, look, I just, you know, jokes on you. <laughs> a lot of people fell for it, but a lot of people in the media and some Democrats fell for it. Donna Brazil tweeted, um, she's the former chair of the DNC and, you know, big Black Lives Matter activist, tweeted, thank you, Jets, for signing this amazing athlete. <laughs> I'm like, screenshot this before she deletes it. Um, and also, other mainstream media outlets uh, reported it too. Uh, MyFox8.com, they originally posted New York Jets signed quarterback Colin Kaepernick under a breaking one hour ago. They quickly changed that headline to the one that I read earlier Parody Sports Center account tweets uh Kaepernick sign that's what they edited and it seems like a lot of other ed uh, outlets edited their articles immediately so it's hard to find the archived articles but they edited them and these are the people we're supposed to trust with the coverage of the current crisis heavy dot also tweeted uh, made a story about it tweet falsely claims jet signed uh, they go through the whole thing I wonder if they originally fell for it as well um, let me see if there's an, if they have any, they don't have anything linked to it of the other outlets that fell for it. Rolling out just, I don't, I can't, I don't know if this is a parody news site. You always got to double check these things. I think it might be a real website, but I saw it pop up on the news and they made a post six minutes ago. Kaepernick reportedly signs with the NFL team. And then they were going on about a whole story about how it was reported the author of it looks like he's probably one of those Black Lives Matter activists, A.R. Shaw. I'm going to go to his profile really quickly. Let's see if he's a Black Lives Matter activist because these are the people that are going to mostly be falling for it because they want to get the verification of some, some good news with their person that they support. Uh, for some reason, I, it's not linking to his Twitter. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he's definitely author, journalist, rollout media, new book, Trap, comes out. But he's got photos of Obama still up. So he's definitely one of those Black Lives Matter activists that fell for it. Uh, then the NFL had to put a report out. Report NFL advises agents to proactively scrub prospective tweets before draft. <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of fake uh, reports coming out as jokes that they don't want the reporters to fall for. But I just made a tweet. I always make tweets, and I tweet all day. The mainstream media believed Colin Kaepernick signed with the Jets based off of a fake parody tweet. Tell me more how we're supposed to trust their coverage of the current crisis. Tell me. If they can't even get this correct, let alone 
correctly report on something that could be the destruction of millions of people. Be careful who you trust because the mainstream media, they're run by people. And the people that run the mainstream media are idiots. That's how it is. They're no different than you and me. Only difference is that they're probably bigger idiots. Everybody in this world is an idiot. That's that's what I like to think. Everybody's an idiot, at least at some point in their life. And you need to think about that. Those are the people controlling the media. Bunch of idiots with narratives and agendas. And they wanted to cover this blindly because it supported their Black Lives Matter agenda. That's why they blindly covered it. Cuomo compares COVID-19 to 9-11 in New York. I personally think that this is insulting to the 9-11 victims, but I want you to listen and let me know what you think. I lived through 9-11. 9-11 was supposed to be the darkest day in New York for a generation. Uh, we've done everything we can since 9-11 to make sure 9-11 didn't happen again. He's, he's saying 9-11 was supposed to be the darkest day inferring that there is a new darkest day we lose 2753 lives on 9-11 we've lost over 7,000 lives to this crisis he's comparing 7,000 deaths to the 2700 lost on 9-11 i don't know if that's including how many people died of the illnesses after 9-11 or the the mental suicides that probably occurred from people losing their loved ones i'm sure the number's way higher comparing a one-day death total from two buildings being destroyed to a month death toll of a virus sorry but i, I don't see the comparison there uh that is so shocking and painful and breathtaking i can't i don't even have the words for it 9-11 was so devastating so tragic and then in many ways uh we we lose so many more new yorkers to this this silent killer there was no you want to know why it was more devastating it's because two planes crashed into the biggest buildings in the in in the country Destroying them and crashing them to the ground. That's why it was so devastating. It was witnessed by in the entire world. Millions of New Yorkers watched in horror as the streets got filled with smoke and bodies were jumping out of buildings. That's why. That's the difference between someone dying from a disease and 9-11. Explosion. Uh, but Wait, what it was a silent killer there was no explosion uh, but it was a silent explosion that just ripples through society with the same randomness the same evil that we saw on 9-11 no no it's not the same randomness it's not the same evil one was literally target planes crashed into a building and you're comparing that to a virus that right now has the estimated death toll comparable to a flu okay every flu season i don't see you coming out saying this virus wiped out and devastated more people than that died on 9-11 you don't see that happening because it's a bad comparison yes covid19 affected everybody in the world basically but we didn't, people didn't look on in horror as they see 
I, I don't I hate repeating myself, but I really want to get this uh, this message across. You had millions of New Yorkers watch in horror, fear for their lives as planes crashed into the biggest buildings in America. They fell down and it affected directly in the, the faces of hundreds of thousands of people. Pools of smoke and dust flood the streets as the entire world watched as something like this no, no one ever thought can happen possible. And you're comparing that to old, sick, dying people dying from a disease which they were... Which According to Neil Ferguson, the guy who created these doomsday models, says that probably two-thirds of the people dying from COVID-19 would have died by the end of the year anyways. And you're comparing that, which obviously death regardless is, is a horror, no matter what. But, I mean, dying from a disease is way more natural than the dying of, of a terror attack. There's, there's a difference there. One's a more, more natural cause. Versus a tragic cause, which is all death is tragic. Well, I got to say that out there because there are going to be some people out there. Oh, you don't care about sick, old, dying people. No, I do care about sick, old, dying people. But I don't think that's a comparable uh, um, comparison to all the young, healthy people going to work, minding their own business, being surprised by a plane barreling at them as they're doing their, their, their work. There's 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 no comparison, and that, that's insulting to the victims of 9-11 for him to do this comparison. I want to tell you why they're doing this comparison, because they're trying to build up this piece of fear, this piece of, I'll keep you safe, the piece of, I'll get you through this tragedy, I'll get you through this disaster. They're trying to build up this 9-11 type patriotism slash fear. Into the, into the COVID-19 narrative because they know they need that momentum from the people to, to keep their agenda going, to keep doing what they're doing. And, it, and it's, I find it incredibly insulting, incredibly insulting. And if anyone, and this is coming from a New Yorker, somebody who remembers that day as clear as day, somebody who, who's had secondhand and firsthand effects, felt the effects of what happened that day so it's building up my anger towards it because i hate seeing it politicized and used in this manner let me know what you think bill gates doesn't want trump to investigate vaccines this is a very weird disturbing clip from bill gates listen to this then the second time i saw him was uh the march after that uh, so march 2017 in the white house in both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. Then you listen to what he said. He was telling Trump... Don't investigate into the vaccines. That's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. I'm not one of those people that go out and be an anti-vaxxer and tell you don't get vaccines. I don't personally know enough about vaccines in particular to give you that opinion. I do think people should have the choice whether to vaccine or not. 
Um, this is what I tweeted. Trump wanted to look into vaccines. Gates responded, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. Why is Gates so afraid of having vaccines looked into? And that that's very that, that piques my curiosity. Why would that be a bad thing, Gates? Why would looking into vaccines be a bad thing? What's the worst outcome? That you find out they're not a bad thing? In, in his opinion, because he, he loves vaccines, what are you afraid that is going to be uncovered? Because if you are so certain that your vaccines do nothing wrong and they're perfect and they're good, why, why would you divert Trump from looking into it? At that point, you should be like, yeah, look into it. You know, you're fine. You're not going to find anything. I mean, you could waste your time. Go ahead. Waste your time. What, what does it matter to me? Look into them. But there's, there seems to be something that Gates is hiding about vaccines that he knows that he doesn't want us to know. I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm just going based off this conversation of why he would be so afraid to have vaccines looked into. If I was hiding something in my closet and, and someone came over and said, yo, I'm going to go look in your closet. Uh, I, something might be in there that's bad. And then I say, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Don't, don't do that. That's a bad thing. You're not going to find anything in there. Don't do that. You don't want to do that. Why wouldn't you just say, go look in the closet? <laughs> yeah, go. If you think something like, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense unless you're hiding something. So ew, what do you think he's hiding? I, I don't, I don't know enough about this stuff. I said, he said that would be a bad thing if he looks into it. Would it be bad for vaccines? Would it be bad? Will Trump discover something? What is Bill afraid of? Somebody also said that that could have been a threat to Trump. Listen to it one more time. Kennedy Jr. was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. Could that be seen as a threat to Trump? It's possible. But look at, I mean, if you're watching this, I know a lot of people are listening, but if you look at Gates' body language when he says it, watch, I'm going to play it a little bit from, from the top a little bit more. His body language goes from being more confident, was, uh, looking, the, the looking, I'm, I'm going to go just on the visual. He's, he's looking the commentator in the eye. He's uh, wandering off a little bit. Those two meetings, he asked me if he's looking away from the interviewer as he's recalling the meeting. He's looking back at the interviewer because he, he does this weird gulp. He was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines, and and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advised. And now he's fidgeting in his seat. Him that vaccines were causing bad things and i said no that's a dead end that would be a bad thing don't do that he's like doing this weird eyebrow thing he's shaking his head no he's <laughs> a lot i don't know it, it seemed like his body language was in a more nervous state and even as i have this freeze framed i mean you you can tell the progression of a more nervous vibe and uncomfortable vibe of this interview as it goes on and him getting closer to talking about that. I mean, I'm not a body language expert and I guess body language analysis isn't proof of anything, but this just adds into a little bit more of, I guess, the conspiracy. Trump acknowledges the mental health 
crisis that might be occurring now due to the lockdowns. Earlier today, I spoke with hundreds of mental health leaders and advocates from around the country to discuss the vital work and the vital work they're doing. We had the top doctors in the country, some international doctors. Mental health, big factor. Not only has the virus inflicted immense physical suffering on many people, but also mental and emotional suffering as well. Even though we're staying physically apart, no American is alone, and we're all in this together. But the mental health doctors and experts, uh, it's a very great call. It was a very interesting call. They're working very hard. Earlier today, I spoke. I think this is very important because as we are seeing a decline in physical activities and in physical health, uh, the lockdown's affecting a lot physically, maybe in a positive way. But the mental, the mental aspect of people, the mental aspect of some people already hypochondriacs now living in a world where they're afraid to go outside because they might get contracted of COVID-19 and, and die. There are people living in their own fear world, driving them insane. And then we have the people like my girlfriend, for example, who's just losing her mind on quarantine, not being able to go outside. I'm noticing her slowly get cabin fever. And that's nothing to worry about. I'm not saying that's something to worry about, but I think everybody is losing a little bit of their mind. But when you're dealing with somebody who might already have some type of mental anxiety or mental issues or poor mental health being faced in this quarantine situation where it's driving them mad, you might see an influx in a lot of suicides. And I think that's what we're going to see. I remember, I think I saw some stories about influx and suicides in certain cities, but I still think it might be a little bit too early to see that. And I think the mental health crisis after this is all over, might be shown on full effect, uh, either as we look back to see what happens or as we see the effects of people coming out of the quarantine and what was left over from you know people's um, uh, mental discomfort, discomfort in, in, this, in these lockdown situations. I mean, luckily, the majority of us won't face these problems uh, severely and once lockdown's over we'll probably go back to normal but there are going to be a group of people there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to take this whole disruption of society lightly in their heads and who knows who knows what we're going to see i don't even want to say the word of what might happen because i don't even want to say it but who knows what can happen after this is all over we don't know how this is going to affect the mental health of the population. And it's almost like we, we've, we've sacrificed. We, tr we kind of made a trade here. Because if lockdowns work, if they worked, if they even saved any lives, it's kind of like we made a trade. We're like, okay, screw your, you. you know, we're going we're gonna to make your mental health unstable in favor of these old people who are dying from COVID-19. You know, we have to do, do, do a trade-off. And whenever you do anything, you're kind of making this trade-off. And it's, I don't know if that will sit right in a lot of people's heads who have problems. But I think, I, I, I predict we're going to have, the, the next major issue when this is over is going to be mental health. And we're going to see some weird things happen. I think we're going to see some weird stuff happen pretty soon. And we're going to have to deal with that when the time comes. Trump talks about the economic comeback when this is all over. Listen up. 
Um, what do you say to the 16 million Americans, more than 16 million Americans who have lost their jobs in the last three weeks and fear that the economy won't just bounce back, like you said? Well, I think the economy is going to do very well. Now, that's just my feeling. It's a strong feeling. I've had good, proper feelings about a lot of things over the years, and I think we're going to do well. But I think our country, from an economic standpoint, will end up being stronger than ever. We have tremendous stimulus. We have tremendous stimulus plans. We have things in the works that are going to really, I think, fire the country. I think that what's going to happen is we're going to have a big bounce rather than a small bounce. Let me know what you think. Do you think we're going to see a big bounce or a small bounce? I think we're going to see a massive bounce. There's a big portion of this country that wants to get out, that wants to get back to work, that wants to get back to having fun, going on adventures, going on vacations, going to ball games, etc. I think we're going to see a major bounce back, especially as we're entering the summer. I think that's the perfect opportunity to see a massive bounce back. So... That's what I think is going to happen, and I think Trump's doing a good job about assuring everybody we're going to make sure we put together these stimulus plans that we're already doing, and we're going to put this stuff into the economy. We're going to help some people out. We're going to get this all done to to better not have anybody worry. I'm hoping, which I think will happen, is probably the majority of the people are going to get their jobs back. We're not facing a a situation where a bubble popped and, like, the housing market crashed or this crashed or that crashed. The only thing, if we stay locked down for too long, I do think that if the government doesn't take the right actions, we might see some bubbles pop if landlords don't get the rent and that goes back up to the the banks uh, because they're not going to be able to pay the loans back. And, you know, that, that could create some problems. But I think if the government at least influxes some money into that just to postpone it for a month, I think we could be in good shape. And I think that would probably be the biggest issue because the the demand for X isn't really going anywhere. People still want to, you know, spend money. There, there's people that want to spend money and do things. If someone's laid off, that demand for that service is going to be picked up eventually somewhere, and the whole market is going to eventually work itself out as people start going outside again. This is something unprecedented, never never done before, and I'm not worried. I think we're going to see an amazing market come back. We're seeing that in the stock market now. Uh, at the time I'm recording this, the Dow Jones is at 23.7 thousand. And it's back up about 50% from its low from when this whole thing started. So uh, the low that it hit was 18.5, and we're at 23.7. So it's starting to make its climb back up. Luckily, I was able to get in at the market at the bottom bottom. So (laughs) I'm about to have a nice little come up. Thank you guys so much for listening to America the Podcast. Please rate five stars if you can. Please subscribe if you're not. Send this to a friend. And you can also text me, 917-540-8768. Ask me some questions, and I might put you in the mailbag. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day. You can, you can stop listening now. The show's over. Go away.